Welcome to Let's Talk Loyalty, an industry podcast for loyalty marketing professionals. I'm your host, Paula Thomas, and if you work in loyalty marketing, join me every week to learn the latest ideas from loyalty specialists around the world. Welcome to this episode of Let's Talk Loyalty. And today I am delighted to be back in my favorite industry, which is the airline industry. And talking about airline loyalty programs to me is always super exciting and inspiring. And many of you will know that's particularly because loyalty programs were originally developed and created for airlines in the United States. So there's a real history of innovation and passion for looking after customers. And today is no exception. So I'm really excited to be interviewing Kim Hardacre, who is the head of the Etihad Guest Programme. Now, I did originally plan to interview Kim about three months ago, back in February or March of this year, but clearly the um, current airline situation has some unprecedented challenges. But actually what I'm discovering is that out of those extraordinary challenges are coming some incredibly exciting ideas for loyalty programs. So we're going to talk through today all of the various opportunities that Etihad Guest has brought for its members to enjoy enjoy that program. So without further ado, let me welcome Kim Hardacre to Let's Talk Loyalty. Hi Paula, lovely to talk to you. You too, great, great. How is uh, life in Abu Dhabi today? It is uh, getting a little warm in these parts at the moment. <laughs> yes, I always say to people actually if they haven't been to the UAE, it's always either like hot or very hot. So certainly for us, <laughs> we're at the very hot. Um, in <laughs> fact, we, <laughs> we recorded 54 degrees Celsius in the car here last weekend. Oh, so. <laughs> oh wow. Yes, yes. I mean, it's, uh, it's one of those things, isn't it? The beginning of the year is just absolutely delightful. Um, yeah. But then we can't, we can't complain having fun all year absolutely. round, can we? We're very, very lucky. Great stuff. Kim. Well, listen, I know you've listened to the show a couple of times, so you're more than prepared to talk about your favorite loyalty statistic. So, Indeed. yes, tell us first and foremost, what is your favorite loyalty statistic? So it was a tough one, actually, Paula. I did have to think long and hard um, because I am a little bit of a data nerd. And uh, as you can imagine, being a loyalty expert, there is absolutely no shortage of data, especially when you have uh, 7 million plus members. Uh, we, we record a lot, but Actually, I decided to go with one that was not a statistic of our own, but one that I had learned about. We were at the Loyalty Awards Conference in Vancouver in February, mm -hmm. and in one of the breakout sessions, there was a, a discussion which was research from um, the US space agency, JD Powers. Okay. They had done a loyalty airline loyalty survey in 2019, and, and their statistic has just absolutely stuck with me since that time in that they, of their research, and, and predominantly of the Americans or North American carriers mm. is that 45% of those members were not aware of how to earn or burn miles. And it just really stuck with me of, I think wow. when you're living and breathing loyalty uh, and, you know, you're constantly evolving and, and you think with your communications, because obviously yeah. you're know, using that database to, database to communicate to so many 
I think you just uh, maybe get a little bit you know, yeah. assumptions that everybody really does understand the benefits that they have from being a member of the program. Yeah. And I, I also think back to, to my early days of um, before I was a member of a loyalty program and my dad was. So I think I just, I always knew a lot about it, but trying to convince my friends of why you would get a co-brand credit card. And, and yes. it was, it was, I think some people are just naturally exposed to that and, and really do understand the value where others don't. And, and that's that um, really played to that and, and has inspired actually um, my team and I to think about, okay, how do we make sure people really do understand the value of being part of this community and, and a member of our program yeah. Um, and, yeah, simplifying it, I suppose, um, so that the, you know, yeah. rewards yeah. equal happiness and happiness equals engagement. Love it. Wow. Well, first of all, 7 million members. That's extraordinary. I I wasn't up to date on how many you had. So that's incredible. I know you've been driving that now. You're what, nearly three years in this role? Uh, Actually, 18 months in this role. Okay. Wow. And you've been doing a huge amount ever since. Yeah. I've been very busy. Yes. (laughs) I almost don't know where to start, Kim. But anyway, listen, um, the most interesting thing always really for me is to start with understanding even how did you end up in loyalty? Um, Because as you said, you're a bit of a data nerd. I see lots of, you know, digital background in terms of your career in, I believe it's Australia. Am I right with the, uh, the background? Yes. Yes, you are. Okay, great. So you're from Australia and you did loads in digital. So how did you end up on the loyalty side of Etihad? So I actually started my career in marketing and advertising. And I think if, if you know, reflecting close to 20 years in the industry, yeah. everything that I ever did throughout my career has had the customer at the heart. So whether it's the mindset of the shopper, how they interpret advertising, I've, I've done quite a lot of market research. So okay. um, it, it feels like a natural evolution. So I worked a lot in uh, agencies, including some some larger agencies around the world, like Ogilvy and Mather. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my progression from there was moving into digital with some digital agencies as well, and then into uh, Qantas Loyalty in 2012. So mm-hmm. I lo- headed up their digital um, loyalty team um, to advance our different platforms and, and quite, a, quite a broad business, as, as you and many of our listeners would know, with the seven different business units. That yeah. was my foray into um, into loyalty in its official term. Okay. Um, but yeah, very much felt like an organic transition. Uh, and then uh, from Qantas Loyalty uh, over to Etihad Airways in 2015, okay. uh, where I joined uh, what was the global loyalty company. So we had a collection of loyalty programs in addition to Etihad Guest, okay. uh, which I was heading up the digital for that team as well. Yeah. So, yeah, and as I said, moved into uh, Etihad Guest to, to lead the program in November and, and it very much was utilising, uh, I suppose, the, all the experience over the years uh, yeah. and in particular taking cues from the, the digital experience to really take that forward uh, because I think it's um, loyalty is synonymous with, mm. with an excellent experience and a seamless experience these days. So it was uh, being able to, to put those or blend those together to, to really mm. take the program forward. 
Mm. And I love that actually, Kim, because um, I can see a huge amount on the Etihad website about innovation. Um, and I do agree, like really, you know, traditional frequent flyer programs really have to keep up to date with digital and new experiences. And I know you've been doing loads, particularly at these current challenging times. Um, so as I said in the intro, we originally were planning to have a chat back in March and record this podcast, um, but then things totally changed. So tell us, how is Etihad and Etihad Guest specifically, I suppose, in terms of your team? How are you dealing with COVID and what kind of initiatives have you launched? So we actually, COVID has been an interesting time, I think, for all of us and uh, forced a lot of reflection we relaunched mm. the program in 2019, so in November. Mm-hmm. So we rebranded and relaunched. And so we've very much been on this sort of self-exploration uh, and, and sort of evolution of the program. Mm. And so we were using some of those techniques and the approach to customer research and really engaging our members in our program to really define our roadmap and move, move forward. So mm. from a COVID perspective, uh, we absolutely continue that in regards to asking our members, um, you know, what what are they looking for from loyalty? And and we will absolutely continue to do that because Mm. I think this space is, um, we don't necessarily know, right? Every day is a new day uh, and there's new challenges and new opportunities that are presenting themselves uh, Mm. and and really while we can uh, influence our direction Mm. from um, a business point of view, it's, you know, there is nothing more valuable than the input that we have um, directly from our members. So, But I think there's also been uh, some opportunities, as I said, um, and you will have seen, we launched our new Etihad Guest mobile app, uh, Mm -hmm. which actually enabled um, a new opportunity to engage with our members um, through a variety of different features and functionalities and Mm -hmm. probably one of our favourite, which which came at the right time in regards to um, creating more opportunities to engage when not so many planes were flying, which was the seamless sure. redemption, real-time redemption and accrual with our app inside our Aldar malls here in Abu Dhabi. So um, three of the biggest uh, properties across yeah. Abu Dhabi, uh, which was um, a world first in regards to, to that process for the real-time or seamless redemption. Mm-hmm. Um, so many, many loyalty programs. It, it, I mean, it's a challenge. We tried to crack at Qantas as well, sure. um, but quite difficult um, if you don't control that ecosystem or that environment and um Mm. the the app has just been such a fantastic touch point for us and i think we all know in loyalty that mobile engagement is absolutely desired uh, Mm. and definitely does help members engage with um you know our programs on the go Mm -hmm. and we've seen some wonderful results uh and actually increase in customer engagement rates across the program as a whole Mm. um since covid started so i think um it you know we Mm. are clearly the discussions and engaging our members is really helping us to make sure that we're um, doing the best for them and, and making mm. them feel nurtured and special and opportunities to, to engage with us. Cause I think a lot of people still do want to engage yeah. um, with the brand and the program and the airline, even though they aren't flying because that aspiration um, yeah. And, yeah. and that desire to travel and um, yeah. does not, does not go away. Um, so I think it's, um, yeah, we're really, we're, we're really comfortable with, with what we've done. Uh, we've also done a lot of other initiatives and I mean, I know there's lots of discussion about, mm-hmm. um, you know, everybody's doing, been doing their bit across the different industries, um, from loyalty, mm-hmm. uh, that we, we, we gifted our members 
monthly tier miles um so to help them on their way to to maintaining and upgrading their tier Mm -hmm. we've also reduced our criteria as well to make that easier so we're actually seeing lots of upgrades in the program too uh as well as reinstated any any expired miles ahead of our our new rule uh launching in august so no shortage of uh of bits and pieces uh, and I think one more, if I have the time, Paula, yeah. um, our, uh, our new brand campaign, which was, um, uh, well, internally known as moments of thoughtfulness. So from, from across, you know, the conversations we had with our members and what we could see, um, you know, sort of going on in the world is that there was, you know, well, these amongst the, you know, the, the confusion and, and yeah. the whirlwind chaos. of the <laughs> chaos. Yes. Yes. <laughs> optimistic word for that uh, <laughs> amid the chaos there was yeah. just lots of, of wonderful things happening still these beautiful moments of kindness and and people really trying to you know do their bit for their communities um, or their loved ones uh, and so we we worked closely uh, with one of our agencies um, and and built this campaign which as I said called moments of thoughtfulness and it was really yeah um, most importantly about just creating a platform for people to share these stories, um, mm-hmm. and, and say, thank you. And, um, you know, put some good into the world. Uh, and we've just been o- overwhelmed with just these heartfelt stories. Um, it's been an absolute joy to read those and just, wow. you know, yeah, as you say, amidst, amidst the chaos, um, <laughs> there is, shows how beautiful, um, you know, yeah. the world can be. And, um, and so the, those that have been chosen of, of, being the, the most um, kind and generous have been delivered boxes of all the things that they love um, that we've curated with the person that's nominating them. So, My goodness. Um, so yeah, keep your eyes out on um, on our social channels and our, our web and, and on email. So we're sharing some of those stories and we'll be sharing more of them soon. Wow. Um, there's just, yeah, it's, um, it's really lovely to see. Uh, we really do do want to hold that or keep that open because the stories just keep on coming. So it's, it's, it's clear that people want to share this uh, at this time. And it's a lovely idea, Kim. And I think on the show, and you will have heard me saying this, I'm sure many times, you know, we've all talked about transactional loyalty and now we all talk about emotional loyalty, but actually the consumers obviously don't hear that language. What they see and feel is a brand that actually is giving them an opportunity to be a human being that is going through chaos, that may be completely freaked out. And I think we are perhaps unique in this part of the world, Kim. I don't know about you, but for me not to be able to get home to Ireland, you know, probably four or five times a year is extremely unusual. And I never felt far from home living in the in the UAE until COVID hit. So, um, so I'm certainly missing family and friends much more. And despite all the Zooms and we have all of these obviously fabulous solutions, but I love the fact that you're giving people an opportunity to be generous um, about people clearly that they love. And, you know, even to put them into that mindset, um, I just think that's a gorgeous campaign. So really love what you're doing with that. Thank you, Paula. Yeah, amazing. So tell me, when did it launch, Kim? Um, We'll be uh, probably releasing this podcast now in a couple of weeks' time. So I'm just keen to make sure we can link so listeners can have a look, particularly, you know, anybody looking for new ideas about ways to, to drive their emotional loyalty. 
So we we did the shout out or the nomination call uh, middle of June, and we've been hearing heroing both the nominations and um, what we're calling the unboxing. So the gifts that have been sent, um, you know, when the receivers are, are sort of you know unwrapping their gifts of of loveliness mm. and uh, thoughtfulness from from the nominator. So they they are on on uh, our social media channels. Mm-hmm. What I will do, um, we shortly will be launching a, a hub for this content as well to to show some of these videos and also some of the longer form nominations. So mm. I will I will send that through to you um, in the next couple of days and um, you can pop that in the show notes. Awesome. That's brilliant. Great stuff. So, um, yes, yeah, so very heartfelt. In fact, you know, I was looking at another campaign recently, um, just McDonald's, which, you know, doesn't have a loyalty program in the USA, although it does in other countries. And again, they were doing like a pay it forward campaign where you could mm-hmm. gift cups of coffee. So I think, um, yes, clever brands that understand what customers want are really tuning into this opportunity to be of service, I guess. You know, I mean, this isn't something that is serving Etihad in any commercial way so um so I love the I suppose the integrity around the whole thing and I think that as you say it's uh it's showing flexibility of brands and that uh mm. it can uh it can be many things to many people and and that really was the absolutely most important thing to us is this is not um mm. yeah. us creating this the, the content is is yeah. nomination done on, done on uh, members' own accord and mm. really just helping us, as you say, uh, of service or inspiring mm. a larger movement of thoughtfulness mm. uh, in, in such a chaotic time. And it even actually resonates with something you mentioned in passing there, Kim, just earlier when we were chatting. You used a word that I'm a huge fan of and one I'll be doing a whole show on, which is the idea of simplicity. And I think it it, um, taps into your actual favorite loyalty statistic that 45% of members have no idea how to earn or burn on their miles. (laughs) I mean, what are we doing? (laughs) And then what are we doing wrong? (laughs) You know, okay, you know, we'll have to put a hand up and go, yeah, there's there's work to be done. But um, tell me about simplicity. Is that something that you're working into your, your program as well? Absolutely. Look, I think it's um, a 101 of a variety of different streams throughout, um, you know, through a communications perspective, a marketing perspective and digital as well. Uh, I think we underestimate um, how important simplicity is. And especially these days, not only the simplicity Mm -hmm. of being able to understand the message that we're communicating, um, Mm -hmm. but also the simplicity of being able to to use a tool or get access to the features and benefits um, Mm -hmm. that, that are known and loved so Mm. um it's sort of uh it is a pillar of our strategy uh and something that you know almost it's just a mandatory so for for everything that we do so and I think traditionally with loyalty programs it's not always easy to do that um because by nature Mm. these legacy systems which um you know power big parts of our business uh, are not always flexible um they're often not startups that are uh that are um, you know working in this space so yeah we are absolutely you know as i said it's a core part of our our strategy but you know constantly looking for partners that can enable that for us to help us move at pace because i think the the appetite um to to simplify engaging with us and talk 
talking to us is, um, you know, it, yeah. it's, it's not going to stop, I don't think, and nor should it. I think yeah. it's completely fair uh, for our customers and, and, you know, we're customers at the end of the day as well of these, um, of these businesses and programs. So mm. I think it's always good to reflect as to, you know, what yeah. you would expect and, and how we can make sure we can deliver that as fast as we can mm. um, to, to those that are most important to us. Wonderful. Well, I love to hear it's a p- pillar of your strategy, Kim, because again, I think there's a lot of people out there with very big strategies, but you know, that tend to be forgotten. Um, so I've been guilty of that in the past, going, doing a big vision. And then, you know, you get into execution mode and <laughs> the vision sometimes gets, uh, you know, forgotten along the way, let's say. Quickly in the rear view mirror. <laughs> <laughs> well done, you. And um, the other piece I wanted to ask you about really, I suppose, is the measurement side, Kim. So um, there is a lot going on and I don't know if it's changed or if it's stayed the same, but from an Etihad guest perspective, what kind of KPIs are you, I suppose, most focused on, on um, delivering for, for the brand? So, uh, as I said at the beginning, there is absolutely no shortage of KPIs in the way that we measure our contribution, um, the engagement within our program. So, probably um, one that I do really enjoy talking about and we're focusing a lot on at the moment is what we've built as our customer engagement score. Okay. So, it's taking uh, all, it's sort of, you know, culminating some of those metrics um, that, you know, it would, would every loyalty program would be measuring in regards to active members It takes into account um, the accrual and the redemption behavior, and we also measure the engagement with our various different communication channels. So Mm -hmm. it helps us actually really widen our view of how people are engaging with the program, Mm -hmm. um, how they are doing that, where we think we need to be able to uh, maybe focus more attention on. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we also have filters on that in regards to countries of residence, um, in regards to the tier difference, so we can can cut that pie um, Mm. however we need to uh, Mm. to ensure that we are able to take those different lenses but um, you know quite um, something that we will absolutely build on uh, and and it's stitching together scores like that with our revenue contribution our passenger penetration numbers Mm. um, our revenue penetration numbers Mm. Uh, so it's it's something we're sort of using at the core and then build build out other metrics around that. Okay. Wow. And again, it sounds like you're simplifying a lot of data into one customer engagement score. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think it's because you can, as, as the saying goes, analysis paralysis. I think <laughs> when you totally. have so many different factors, we tried to, I suppose, add a little bit of shape to that to be able to tell a better story mm-hmm. other than looking at these in sort of one dimensional, um, you know, yeah. a view. Yeah. Especially when these numbers get circulated around the organisation, uh, not everybody understands what an active member is. Not mm-hmm. everybody understands, uh, you know, what the passenger penetration is for loyalty. That so, mm-hmm. if we can um, circulate, I suppose, as you say, simplify a mm-hmm. number that does tell the most um, influential or fully fledged story that we can. Um, mm-hmm. That's absolutely what we're trying to do because, um, yeah, there will be no shortage of numbers, but it's key mm-hmm. that we can sort of get the elevator pitch with some, you know, good metrics Mm -hmm. like this customer engagement score. 
Okay, fantastic. And the other campaign actually, Kim, I wanted to ask you about, I know you've done a lot of work with um, allowing members to transfer miles from other programs. And I saw a huge number of programs um, that people can, can transfer miles. I don't think I'd seen such a broad range, actually. So is that something that's, um, is that one of your newer campaigns or is that part of your existing value proposition? So the the transfer miles partners that we have on board, so as you say, we do have a lot uh, mm. and that has been growing uh, over the years, especially as we um, become a little bit more prominent in certain markets. Mm. Um, though the campaign that we did most recently was also encouraging members to transfer their miles from other loyalty programs that they may or may not be using right now sure. uh, and that they would also be able to earn or um, accrue tier miles along with those transfers. So wow. cool. they're eager, obviously, to to keep yeah. um, working towards that next tier, <laughs> yep. uh, we can we can help do that. It was also actually built on um, some insights that we uh, got our hands on in regards to how many loyalty points actually uh, expire from different programs, especially sort of in totally. somewhat of a pause right now. So yes. um, we know um, that that obviously using our miles at guest miles is you know the aspiration is absolutely to travel so for yeah. those to be able to to convert those why they may not be using them from loyalty programs right now means that they've got something to look forward to um, yeah. maybe from a, a tier bump and also uh, a flight in the not too distant future Absolutely. And you've prompted a thought actually, Kim, and I don't know if you've seen this, but it is um, reminded me of some other lovely work you guys did around the charity sector where I know Etihad guest uh, members could again donate miles. Was that, um, I think that was even pre-COVID, was it? Or was that part of your your response to, to the current situation? So we do have an always-on donation um, and we work with a variety of different charities here in the UAE and globally. Um, so the one you might be talking about, Paula, is we did a uh, Australian bushfire uh, donation um, mm-hmm. in, in sort of uh, January, February time in which our miles were donated to Wiles, uh, Wires, sorry, the uh, Wild um, Animal ah. Rescue Service in Australia. Yeah. And uh, the response was absolutely overwhelming with the number of members around the world um, that were contributing, I think, just trying to do their little bit um, Mm. during that time. Mm. Uh, And then what we um, partnered with Emirates Red Crescent uh, and UNHCR um, Mm. during COVID as well, so that people could help again, both globally and locally. Mm. And again, just an absolutely phenomenal response um, from from our members to contribute to things such as ventilators, uh, hand soap, various other bits and pieces um, to help those, um, you know, less fortunate. Mm. And uh, we we were so touched by the, re- the response from our members that we actually matched those donations too. So wow. um, Etihad Group contributed um, a significant amount of miles there as well, just to, yeah. um, you know, ensure we did a little bit as well yeah. um, and joined our members in their, yeah. in their generosity. So incredible amount of stuff going on. Um, I know just in terms of destinations, Etihad, I think, is up to uh, back up to over 50 destinations. So already back in the skies, super excited. I saw lovely messages from your CEO and all of that on your website. So um, I can see how much is going on from the loyalty perspective. Is there anything that I haven't touched on, Kim, that you also thought might be interesting for listeners? 
I think I mentioned uh, our mobile app already. Um, that's probably yeah, our, our most exciting little baby at the moment. Um, but actually, uh, miles expiry rule. So we did some communication around that when we re- relaunched the program. Okay. Um, and we announced that um, in July. So just, just recently, we talked through the details of that. So at this mm-hmm. present moment um, and, and for the years before, we've always had a time-based expiry rule. So depending okay. on which tier you hold, with us would define when your miles would expire if you did not redeem them in advance. Mm. So in our in our discussions with our members through a variety of different um, channels, it was it was really clear that that was probably our biggest pain point okay. because nobody wants to lose miles that they've they've worked so hard to earn, especially when you know maybe opportunity times yeah. like now is a great example when yeah. we don't quite have the opportunities to redeem them in the way that I would like to redeem them. So mm. we've moved to an activity based expiry rule. So members of the program need to do either one earn or burn transaction um, in the program every 18 months to keep their miles um, alive or active as as you would say. Mm. Uh, For for platinums, um, we've completely removed that. So whatever platinums hold their tier status, that their miles will not expire at all. Mm. Uh, And so we're we're thrilled to be able to offer this, especially at this time um, when members are not flying as much as they would like to, um, even though there is a, you know, a, a number of other initiatives and the ways they can spend their miles. It mm. means that they can uh, definitely have them in, in the bank for when they are ready to travel. So yeah. definitely something that um, I think was probably long overdue for us um, and something that we absolutely know our members um, were, were wanting and, and are definitely happy to receive. Wonderful. And just Kim, as you mentioned um, quite a few times, I love hearing how much that you are aware of your customers, encouraging them and literally inviting that feedback. It sounds like literally on an ongoing basis. What format does that take just out of interest? Do you do it through digital channels or is it is it more qualitative research in focus groups or Zoom or, or how does that process work? Just to give me a sense of that. We uh, use all channels actually. So we have a, what we call a customer advisory board, which contains a lot of our, um, or a handful of our members through various different tiers. Mm. Uh, So those forums in which we talk to them, not just about loyalty, but also other products and services that we may be enhancing or wishing to take feedback on. We have surveys. So we do regular surveys of, um, you know, of our members that are happy to participate in that. Mm. And we've also done face-to-face interviews one-on-one. So Okay. Um, I'm also personally in contact with quite a lot of members that wow. we've met. Um, so, wow. yeah, yeah, no shortage of WhatsApp conversations <laughs> as well, asking, asking, and I think it's just building relationships with, um, you know, these members that are, are really, you know, committed to us and have spent a lot of time and yeah. quite engaged in our brand. So yes. I am, I personally am, am really grateful to be able to have that kind of relationship um, with, with our members and it just means we are able to have real-time feedback. So Lovely. we try to create as you know many different ways for, for those members to communicate with us, whether it's also via email, whether it's through myself or other members of our team. So mm. it really is, um, I suppose, changing that approach to make us much more accessible um, mm. as, as a loyalty program and a community mm. um, of, of like-minded people yeah. Yeah. Um, for our members. So bringing us closer together um, yeah. in various different ways. 
Yeah, love it. And actually, community is another topic I'll be talking about on a podcast okay. <laughs> coming to a, you know, a, a station near you soon. So, uh, so you're picking up on all of the same same ideas that I am. So I always love to think actually about the community of, of loyalty uh, members um, because, they, as you said earlier, they don't want to be seen as numbers. They really are part of the brand. And I was thinking, as you were saying that as well, Kim, something that I really love in this part of the world, um, it's epitomized in the Etihad name and in the brand because I know it translates to national. Am I right? Etihad in, in Arabic means you, national in English. Sorry, Paula interrupted you. Uh, my understanding is united. United. Uh, okay. Is, oh, even but, nicer. Um, <laughs> we, we might need to be corrected, but that's my understanding. Okay, wonderful. But I know, for example, um, there's, there's a real sense of pride. So this country is supremely proud of everything that it does. And, you know, and that's what I hear when people talk about Etihad all of the time. So so whatever the direct translation is, you're right, the brand is something that everyone in this country goes, oh my goodness, that's our flag carrier and they absolutely love the work you're doing. So um, yeah, just uh, from my side, wanted to say uh, well done on everything that Etihad is doing. Uh, well done on a beautiful loyalty program with Etihad Guest. And uh, just wanted to say thank you so much from Let's Talk Loyalty. Thank you, Paula. It's been lovely to speak with you. This show is sponsored by The Wise Marketeer, the world's most popular source of loyalty marketing news, insights, and research. The Wise Marketeer also offers loyalty marketing training, both online and in workshops around the world through its Loyalty Academy, which has already certified over 150 executives in 18 countries as certified loyalty marketing professionals. For more information, check out www.thewisemarketeer.com and www.loyaltyacademy.org. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Let's Talk Loyalty. If you'd like me to send you the latest show each week, simply sign up for the show newsletter on letstalkloyalty.com and I'll send you the latest episode to your inbox every Thursday. Or just head to your favorite podcast platform. Find Let's Talk Loyalty and subscribe. Of course, I'd love your feedback and reviews. And thanks again for supporting the show.